welcome to Pop Culture Roulette for all your pop culture needs. We're America's Podcast. everybody i am nicholas um deeply unsatisfied with the nfl as a whole justin can't complain and well uh undeservedly uh crying in his uh in a corner um complaining about how unfair the world is uh, jeremy i guess (laughs) okay then (laughs) Well, I mean, the world is a much better place now that Tom Brady is oh. done. Well, oh. there goes that topic. Well, well speak, <laughs> speaking of uh, Tom Brady, I have some stuff here that I put on the wheel because this episode was going to be a wheel of riffing. But since oh, you we'll, brought it up, yeah, we'll get we'll get to the wheel of oh, riffing. But I just I, uh, Tom Brady was one of my topics. So well, have, all right, we'll, I we'll have hold some on. stuff on that. All right, hold on to that. We'll get to that. Um, possibly, you know, if the wheel gets, I just wanted to bring that, it up. That's why I was going to go right into it. Cause it was a perfect segue. And then you kick yeah, it in the yeah. <laughs> Listen, we've ruined segues before. We'll ruin them again. Uh, that's true. Cause then Jeremy's in, Jeremy's in charge of the wheel. So guess what the topic will be? <laughs> yeah. It's just rigged to always land on that spot. All right. Well, um, so that's why I was crying because he's. Yeah, that's why you were. Oh, okay, I got your, it. Your hero um, retired. Okay, <laughs> so this episode is going to be a little different. Uh, we've been threatening it, well, basically since the beginning, but we have never actually done it. Um, there wasn't a lot of news this week. Yeah, I don't I, think there's I, any deaths to report. Um, there, you know, a couple, couple of things like Mortal Kombat sequel getting uh, greenlit. But, I mean, how much conversation is that going to get? I mean, have either of you seen the last Mortal Kombat movie? No. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's better than the original Mortal Kombat movies, but it still wasn't very good. (laughs) I've uh, I've watched Paint Dry. That's better than the original Mortal Kombat movies. (laughs) (laughs) At least we got that cool theme song out of it. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's true. Um (laughs) And then uh, I, you know, we could talk about the whole Joel Rogan, Neil Young thing, but I'm just kind of over it. So moving on. So what we've <laughs> done. This is going to be a quick one. <laughs> so what we've done is uh, Jeremy bought a, a wheel. Uh, you, you've seen it before. It's, it's the classic wheel that you see at a fair or a yeah. trade show or probably any number of school events or um, but, but miniaturized right uh, he's used it on his game shows so what we've done is we've put a bunch of topics on the wheel and and jeremy at some point will spin the wheel forcing us to discuss said topic give us uh, a demonstration of that jeremy you want to see it in action right now <laughs> all right what well, so what's so bring up the first topic. Woo! All right. We'll obviously, if it lands on purple, be skipping it because there's nothing on the purple ones. It says wild card, bitches, because there was a lot of extra spaces when I added our topics. Okay. Wild card. What do we want to discuss for a wild card? <laughs> um. It, it's, it's pretty ironic watching old hippies uh, scream about uh, censorship uh, when that was the exact thing they used to write all of their songs about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, there's no way Spotify is going to be like, yeah, we're dropping him. They just gave him a like, what, hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean, if they want to drop him, we'll gladly take the hundred million dollar contract. We'll take whatever's remaining of that contract. <laughs> Not, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I mean. I don't. I mean, it is. It's It's so crazy. Like, I mean, 
what 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 information Joe Rogan is giving or not giving, I don't know. I've never listened to the man's show. I don't know what he's actually saying. But you I ever do listen know. to it, Jeremy. I used I've to. I've listened to it. It all depends on who the guest is. Well, I listened to one episode years ago when he had Kevin Smith on. That was a fun one. Yeah, when, it's all when, it's all about the guest because if he has like these yeah. doctors or these MMA people, doctors. it's like I, I don't know anything about MMA. I don't watch it. I don't find it interesting. But then when he has like Carrot Top and Jim Gaffigan and those guys on, I'm like, all right, I'll I'll take a listen. And, and uh, so I'm not I'm not taking a stand for or against Joe Rogan. What I'm saying is that. It's just really ironic that Neil Young, a man who built his entire career on protesting and taking the government down, is now firmly on the side of Big Pharma and the government. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I, I didn't say that Rogan was right or wrong. I'm just saying Neil Young is very wrong. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here, so I don't get fined. I've got a brand to protect. All right. All right. (laughs) Oh, my God. What is that? A purple square. I got a question about this wheel, though, before we go on. Okay. All right. All right. If we were were just going to be starting the show off with the wheel, (laughs) couldn't we have just put all these bullet points down on a note sheet? Because I feel like we're going to be getting to everything on here. Right. Or is it just the novelty of having a wheel? Novelty I've, of having a wheel. <laughs> I figured we'd get through everything. That's why I tried leading right off after that nice segue. Well, and there's no guarantee. Oh. I mean, <laughs> there's no guarantee we get to everything. Maybe at some point um, somebody flips the table and, and uh, gets out. angry and we shut the episode off early. I don't know. Awesome. <laughs> we just record man down. Wouldn't be the first time. Probably won't be the last. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, we just landed on digital versus physical. Okay. This is one that I put on the wheel. I've noticed that a lot lately with the uh, explosion of all the different types of cryptocurrency. Because, you know, besides uh, like Bitcoin and Ethereum, it's just you can literally buy crypto and anything. There's a, I was looking at some of them. There's one that's a Let's Go Brandon crypto. <laughs> yeah. Which made me think too, and then with like the PS5, how you can buy the the physical versus the digital. How long until a lot of the digital just takes over? Like the physical media just goes away. I mean, I feel like we're already there. Like you get a lot of that too. Instead of movies going to theater, they come right to streaming services. I mean, I, I feel, yeah. I mean, it is when you go to Walmart or it's been forever since I've been to a Best Buy, but like even the last time I was at Best Buy, like when I used to go to Best Buy, I mean, half the store was DVDs and video games mm-hmm. or more. And now it's like, or, you know, they'd have like the CD section. Last time I was there, the CD section was like three rows over in the corner. Like yeah, that used to be true. where they kept like the washers and dryers. Now, that's, like, that's even the same with like the GameStop used to be walls of video games and now it's like collectibles and toys and the games are getting smaller and smaller. I mean, I, at one point, I mean, at a certain point I understand it uh, because it's just easier to get your, your product out there and not have to worry about the physical side of things. So it's a cost savings, but uh, I I mean, this probably is more of of showing my age. Uh, You know, I, I there's part of me that still wants to have the physical media in my hand. Like I mm-hmm. like that I have my DVD shelf down in the basement. See, I'm I like having more of the digital stuff myself. It's just because I think mainly because I'm lazy. And like if I want to switch to a movie, I don't have to go find the movie, get up, I can just open voodoo netflix whatever and it's right there that doesn't stop me from searching to see what streaming service it's on and watching it on a stream the clutter of all of those dvds and stuff i have i've nowhere i don't want to display that stuff it just takes up space i mean 
I watch everything. I very rarely ever go down to the basement and actually get the d- DVDs. Yeah. I watch them all streaming, but I like the fact that they're there. So if the internet dies, well, I mean, I don't you think can, the internet, you can still just watch them. I don't think the internet will ever die, but like, what if like Voodoo goes out of business? Like, what happens to all the movies that you have there? I still have them on physical because I buy the physical digital combo. But you just said you didn't buy them. I don't like to buy them because I don't like having those copies. My place, like if something happened to the PlayStation Network, I would lose a lot of games. Right. And that's the same thing with like Xbox. Like, you know, um, like, I mean, I mean, at least I feel better about like the Xbox, like the, the Xbox, the Microsoft, because I don't think Microsoft is going out of business anytime soon. Yeah, no, probably not. Considering they just bought like uh, Blizzard, a bunch of yeah, Blizzard. Right. So I'm not necessarily worried about like, well, like what if I, uh, you know, like I just there's for me it it maybe is just a you know again a sign of my age and the time frame in which I grew up more than like like say probably even somebody Jeremy's age or younger where like they don't think about like the idea of like what would happen to that kind of thing but i mean i like having like all of the music i listen to now is through apple music or or you know whatever streaming service i happen to have but i still have a bunch of boxes of cds down in the basement and but i mean like well doing that 80s podcast with with tim um we just did that episode on better off dead it's not streaming anywhere if i didn't own a copy of it down in the basement i i you know I don't know where I would have actually been able to see it. So there is, I think there's still a place for physical media. I do kind of uh, weep a little bit for the decline of physical media, but at the same time, like, you know, as much as I say, I have all that stuff down in the basement, I will pull out my phone and go to the just watch app and be like, Oh, it's on this app. I don't have to go downstairs and get it. <laughs> yeah. The the one big complaint I would say though is if I think digital should cost less than the physical. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to produce anything. Charge a little less. Agreed. You should come to the dark side and join the PC gamers then, because they are always having digital sales on Steam on PC games. Uh, I do want to get a PC eventually that I can game on. It's just yeah, financially right now it's a little. Uh, I have I have no interest in joining the dark side, at least there. Um, I do want a PC, so I have more options when it comes to uh, like the podcast. But yeah, sure. yeah, I would say too. Another thing about digital is with all the streaming services that are out now, they're getting like some of the exclusive rights to certain things on certain platforms. And that can be kind of a pain in the ass because like for say, like the office, for instance, like I don't want to get Peacock just so I could watch the office again. And I sold my, I made the mistake of selling my DVD copies of the series of them. And I'm like, well, probably should have held on to the physical copies. Cause I don't know. I'm probably not going to invest in Peacock anytime soon. With the oh. Peacock free trial. I think you can watch the first two seasons. Mm, okay well luckily they they play them on county central like all the time so that helps but i mean that's just an example of one thing but it happens you're you're not wrong i mean that is part of the problem i mean like if well i mean all right so you want to watch the mandalorian Mm -hmm. you have to have disney plus Mm -hmm. you want to watch peacemaker you have to have hbo you want to watch you know old episodes of of peacock of the office you gotta have peacock you want to watch that new Halo series that's about to come out? You got to have Paramount. Yeah, wow. yeah. You want to watch that Pam and Tommy show that's coming out? Uh, Hulu. I mean, I'm sure there's something better on Hulu than that. That's just the first thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we just talked about that, so that's why I. Um, I mean, you know, like there was a big there's a big movement to like cut cable, which I did. I Justin, I don't know if yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, but I feel like I'm spending almost as much, or I would be if I wasn't borrowing a lot of passwords. Um, right. you know, right. as, as me, I'd be it's, it's, a, as it's as not borrowing, it's bartering. You get that is true. I mean, it's every, a trade. Every, 
everybody I have a password for some I gave them a password for something as well. So yeah. <laughs> so um uh, but yeah, I mean I, I would be spending just as much, if not more, in the streaming. And that's the thing, like, oh I want to watch that show. Well, what who has it exclusively? Or yeah. <laughs> that's true. I mean, but it is nicer because like after we had the conversation about Quantum Leap last week, or was that two weeks ago? Irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I discovered that Quantum Leap is on the Roku uh, app. So I'm uh, currently binging my way through uh, Quantum Leap, um, which is way more enjoyable than I thought it would be. Um, and I clearly, I mean, I haven't watched it since the 80s, mm. early 90s. And I, I was like, I think I remember this, but I don't remember all of the finer details. It's been a lot of fun. I would say, I bet you anything digital versus physical comes down more to an age thing. Like people my age or older are probably going to be like, no, we still want the physical copy. I mean, I'm, I think I'm young enough that I can still appreciate digital and understand it and, and have a a desire to to have the digital to be able to watch something like quantum leap so i don't have to go find the dvds anywhere but at the same time like better off dead's one of my favorite movies of all time not being able to watch it because i didn't buy it on dvd five years ago or 10 years ago or you know is is like uh yeah that's that's the way with um some games are like that too, where uh, they just never put them on the storefront digitally. So you're like, if you didn't buy it back in the day on the physical copy, you're kind of shit out of luck unless you can find it used somewhere on eBay um, or games just go like straight up out of print. And then same with DVDs. I mean, I guess there's like a lot of old horror shit that went out of print, but um, yeah, I don't like some obscure stuff just doesn't make it. Yeah. And but that's the thing. Like I don't. I mean, I get like why Netflix pulls a lot of stuff off of, you know, or when you go to like HBO Max and it's a you know leaving January thirty first. Mm-hmm. A lot of that has to do with rights. But it's like, man, like some of those really old movies that like I haven't watched in thirty years. I maybe would like to watch again. It's a shame that like they just go away because either oh. not enough people have watched it or you know people just you know. I don't know. It is what it is. All right. All right. Have we exhausted this topic? I believe we have. <laughs> Spin that wheel. Marvel Overload. Okay. I put this one on there. Um, and I meant to pull it up, but I didn't. Um, Marvel Overload. All right, listen. I, I think everybody knows me knows that i stand on the side of marvel um i am a big marvel fanboy probably to the point where people accuse me of being on the take Uh, if only if only yeah you're right i wish um but i'm looking at the marvel schedule for the future right i i'm going back to you know, college when like you'd get one Marvel movie a year, maybe every other year, starting with Blade, like you got Blade and then X-Men and then Spider-Man and, you know, so, and then maybe there'd be a DC movie thrown in here, there, some obscure like Tank Girl or, you know, some, some random underground comic that they're like, we can make this out of a movie because it only cost us $5 to buy the rights. Um when Iron Man started, we were like, oh my God, Iron... Like, we were starting to get, like, real Marvel movies and real stuff. And you get one a year, right around my birthday, generally speaking. Or my... Or Justin's birthday. And then they moved it up to, like, two a year, which was still cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, now it's... Uh, this year we got Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man. I guess that was 2021. Um, plus you had WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye. Wow. All that was last year? Um, well, I mean, WandaVision might have been... Late 2020. 2020. Late 2020. But 
Like this is where I think DC. I don't know. I'm I'm torn because you were going to compliment DC. I am going to compliment DC. I don't know. Well, this is Make where I, it gets weird for me because on one standpoint i'm gonna make the argument that like i like that everything that marvel does is interconnected and it works i think that's what makes the marvel comic books make more sense and makes them better you don't necessarily have to read everything or watch everything to be able to watch this other stuff and have it make sense um but at least they're all kind of connected and you know one hand knows what the other hand is doing but like with dc like you can go watch Peacemaker and enjoy that for what it is. Maybe you, you had to watch the the Suicide Squad movie, but you don't have to be watching whatever CW is doing. You can just pick one or the other or both or I don't know. But looking at the Marvel schedule coming up and there, we're moving to like three or four movies a year plus all of the Disney Plus shows and you do have some of that Hulu stuff with like Hitmonkey. And my question mm -hmm. is, and because mm -hmm. it's all, well, not all of it, the Hitmonkey was not in You don't have to watch Hitmonkey to understand the new Spider-Man movie. But, but you should watch it. You should watch Hitmonkey. Um, and Modoc. But is it becoming too much? Is, is Marvel doing, is just putting out too much content? Are they ruining or oversaturating the market? Is I mean, what what are you, okay? I'm getting a thumbs up. So <laughs> I think I think they are. Like I haven't watched all of Loki. I haven't watched any of Hawkeye. I haven't watched the turn because it's just I'm. I don't know when it was the once a year. I felt like it was this big thing. All right, we're gonna go see this. We're gonna get a group of friends. It'll be a birthday celebration, a Marvel movie. But now that there's just so much of it, it's just, I'm just like, okay, another show. I'm not as excited as I used to get for this stuff. Right. I mean, I mean, that was the thing, like, you know, being a hardcore nerd, like, oh my goodness, they're finally acknowledging us and they're giving us real movies and real shows with real budgets. And like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was, you know, I mean, at times it was not a great show, but I mean. Yeah, I watched it because like what they were actually giving us something. Now I feel like if they put Agents of Shield on now, I could just be like, "Yeah, I would skip it." <laughs> mm -hmm. And I mean, so far the Disney Plus stuff hasn't really um, in influenced the movies yet. Like, you don't have to have seen any of the Disney Plus stuff to know what's going on with any of the movies that have come out so far. Hmm. But that's about to change, I think, in a pretty big way. There was that one that uh, clarified what happened to Mandarin. That kind of tied into Shang-Chi. Yeah, but I mean, that I mean that uh, was just that a DVD short that they did. That wasn't a Disney Plus thing. Uh, I mean, they put it on Disney Plus to, uh, you know, like, you know, well, because they put everything up on Disney Plus, but it was, um, it's about to change in a big way with this next Doctor Strange movie. I mean, it, it, it looks like it's going to directly lead off of what happened on WandaVision and maybe what even happened with What If. Oh, that's another one. What If? I forgot all about that. That's, yeah, didn't even bother with that one. No, me neither. I mean, that is, that is the, that, and that's where we stand in this world of comic book stuff where like 10 years ago, like if what if came out, we'd all be like, Oh my God, did you watch the last episode? Oh, now it's like, eh, I didn't, I didn't even try. Yeah. Didn't watch the first, didn't watch the last, didn't watch the middle ones. But I mean, the, the trailer of that new Dr. Strange movie leads me to believe that, um, like WandaVision is going to be very important to what happens in that movie i think i don't know how much of the what ifs uh, series is going to be important i feel like they're going to be able to uh really quickly give you a like eh, this is what's going on over here without making you go back and watch that entire series or at least the one episode they're going to reference mm -hmm. but, 
you know, still like it's, I do wonder because like somebody like my wife who isn't as interested in all the TV series, I wonder if she's going to start losing interest in the movies because it's like, well, you know, you didn't remember, you didn't watch WandaVision. So now you don't know what's going on over here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they've been threat. They've been saying for years now, superhero fatigue, and it's just never happened. I'm afraid that we're now getting to that point of like we might be getting superhero fatigue. Well, it's not like the quality's dipped yet. That is which true. Is good. I mean, and that I, I mean, I will give them that too. They are putting out like way more content, but it's still all really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like the seasons on their the disney plus it, they're not long it's like what six episodes for a series yeah six or eight i mean i think so, hawkeye was just six it's not like you're having to sit down for like a long ass time and getting through all this stuff if you really wanted to you could catch up <laughs> that is true and i will i will say that is one thing that like as people who have enjoy the British shows that Justin and I do, seeing the the U.S. TV market move more towards the British market of like ten episode seasons, twelve episode seasons, six episode seasons, yeah. and is way better than back when you know CSI was doing like twenty five episodes a year. So you'd get ten episodes of just filler nonsense, and you'd be like, "Ah, oh, why did this was just a terrible episode? Why didn't I?" Like you yeah. could have just skipped those four and got right to the right. done right. ten really good killer episodes and mm-hmm. all right, all right then. Anything else to add? No, we're good. Just that. Spin that wheel. <laughs> Media we look forward to in the upcoming year. Oh, who put this one I, on there? I put that one on there. Oh, okay. So all the Marvel stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I put it on there, but I don't really have a log list myself. There's there's a lot of like cool open world games coming out that I look forward to, but um, there's a new uh, Horizon game coming out. and um, The new Dying Light game looks pretty cool, but other than that, I don't really have a big list here. Is there anything you guys look forward to in the upcoming year? I haven't really seen too many. I know I don't know if it's this year, but aren't they supposed to be making another God of War game? That's what I, I heard. I thought I whenever that comes out, I'm looking forward to that. That's always been one of my favorite franchises. Um, the closer we get to the Uncharted release, the more interest I'm gaining in seeing it. I don't know when we first came out, we discussed that we're like, is that really something I want to see? And now it's kind of like, yeah, it is something I want to see. Did you guys see anything about that Arkham Knights game? I haven't seen anything um, about the Arkham Knights game since that initial teaser trailer. So well, I'm... Mean, well, What's the little gameplay footage? I think it's gameplay. It might have been just like rendered cinematic, but it looks pretty cool. I like the concept. Like you're just side characters now and Batman's dead. Like interesting so take. It's pretty much just picking up where Arkham Knight left off. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But. So like Robin and Nightwing and you know, those, you know, whoever else will be stepping up and okay. I mean I loved the Arkham series. I mean, Arkham Knight did get a little bit uh, long. Tedious. You get yeah. a little bit tedious at points, but I, I've I've enjoyed all four of those games. I mean, three of them way more than one of them. But mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty excited about that. I am super excited that they finally gave us a date for uh, Lego: The Skywalker Saga. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean that. Geez, I mean that they've been th- trying to give that to me for a while now, and so finally, April fifth. So we might be canceling the episode that weekend. I'm just <laughs> going to take a day or two off of work and <laughs> maybe maybe get myself some some coke and and uh, try to stay awake for three or four straight days. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah. We'll just we'll just do the podcast while you play. 
Um, let's see. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Is so Arkham Knight or whatever they're calling that game. Mm-hmm. That is that is scheduled for this year. Yeah, that's what I heard. That uh, that Suicide Squad game, Rock uh, Rocksteady's doing. Um, is that one on the calendar yet, or that is that still just they were thought, working on it? I thought that one was still to be determined. I haven't heard anything with a specific date or time frame on that one. Mm. Trying to think. I think Obi-Wan is supposed to be coming out soon. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been thoroughly enjoying uh, the book of Boba Fett, even though the last episode was basically just a mini episode of The Mandalorian. Well, you knew that was going to happen at some point this season. Spoilers. Um, the episode I haven't watched yet. I got it. It's cool. <laughs> We, we warned people that we don't care about spoilers on this podcast, even if it's spoiling it for each other. That is true. We did. I mean, well, granted, it doesn't really get to tell you anything about what happened in the episode. or So it's not like I spoiled much. Um, all right. What do you got for us, Jeremy? Uh, so the game actually, my mistake, it's called Gotham Knights, and they're it's hoping to release it early 2022. Early twenty, so soon. Yeah, yeah. Where I, so I, was, I had to think. I was like, "Wait, we're in twenty twenty two now." This might be an old article, though. Let's see here. Come back to me. All right. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to think of any movies. I'm trying to. I know that Jackass movie is coming out next weekend. Yeah, that's February fourth. That one, I, I'm. I want to see that one. I don't know if that's necessarily one I'm going to see in theaters. We, I, uh, I, I probably will, though, because I like popcorn. Apparently, it's very important um, in this family. So we've so, actually rented rented the theater for next Sunday. All right. So as a family, we're going to get our own theater, and we're going to so, watch Jackass together. So you're telling me you're going to go watch Jackass instead of the Pro Bowl? I thought we were recording <laughs> instead of the Pro Bowl. Oh, I just want to make sure none of us cared about the Pro Bowl. I, when when have has, has anyone ever? I don't even think the people in the Pro Bowl care about the Pro Bowl. Uh, it used to be competitive many many years ago. I mean, I think the only reason you care about getting in the Pro Bowl is that uh, extra bonus check you get. <laughs> Which I think they need to get away with some of those incentives. Especially that one, because no one cares about the Pro Bowl. I I just I say tell everybody you made the Pro Bowl team. You're a first team, second team, or you're a starter. You're a backup. You know, oh. you're a reserve, and then don't actually bother playing the game. It's just or get keep, get a couple people and do like a Madden tournament <laughs> with all the players. Just so. AFC versus NFC, like the starting left guard versus the starting uh, defensive tackle. Yeah. Madden all, turn and just keep going until you got the. Get them all together and play like a, a Halo tournament or something. AFC versus <laughs> NFC, all playing Halo. Not, e- not even playing Madden. Just make yeah. them play Halo. <laughs> Halo, Call of Duty, something, you know. I mean, that I'm would in. be more entertaining than the game. I'm in. I'm all for it. Let's and do the, it. The trash talk you can get between some of these guys. All right. Well, I think Jeremy's broken at the moment. I I do. <laughs> Let you guys riff away. All right. all right. I was looking at a list of movies coming out. There, I I'm excited for the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh yeah. Is that going to be in theaters, or is that going to be one of the straight to some kind of service? I think it's theaters. I look I forward know. to that one. Most of the stuff that what's his name, John, John H. Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff he does, I look forward to. Bob's Burgers, Archer. He's appeared in some other cartoons. Like he's got one of those recognizable voices. I'm I'm gonna pull a line from Jeremy earlier. No comment. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. All right. Okay. Let's move on. All right, Jeremy. Spin that wheel. <laughs> MLB Hall of Fame. Okay. This is probably more of a me and Justin conversation, but Jeremy, I'd, I'd like to, uh, to hear your thoughts on it. And don't lean back. You're still part of this. <laughs> All right. Um, MLB Hall of Fame This was this week. They announced David Ortiz is the only one getting in. Bonds, Clemens, Schilling are, are the three biggest names that will no longer be on the list because uh, you're only allowed to be on the list for 10 years. Um, I think – it is a travesty beyond all travesties that those three men are not going into the Hall of Fame. Um, because Bud Selig didn't make steroids illegal in baseball until 2003. So any and all cheating that happened before 2003 wasn't technically against the rules. So I guess it wasn't technically cheating. Um, so you don't care about cheating from a moral standpoint. You just care if it's part of the rules or not. I mean, it is. Well, I mean, it is also if you go back and you go, all right, if we're going to try to legislate morality for the Hall of Fame, you're going to have to start taking men who are in the Hall of Fame out. You're taking Let's Babe Ruth. You're taking Babe Ruth out. You're taking Ty Cobb. You're taking Ty Cobb out. You're taking a lot of guys out. You know, because you're like, well, that guy's a dick. That guy's a racist. That guy was a drug abuser. That guy was a, I mean, was Barry Bonds an asshole? Sure. Absolutely. Was he probably the greatest hitter of, of in baseball history? Hands down. No questions asked. Steroids don't help you hit a baseball. You, you, you know, just because you're taking steroids doesn't mean you can go out and hit a hundred mile an hour fastball. I mean, Maybe you hit it 380 instead of 370, you know, but I mean, you look at Barry Bonds numbers before the year they said he started taking steroids. And then after the man that his, his name is going to be one of the biggest travesties of all time because he was a first ballot hall of famer before the drugs. And like, he almost had two separate careers. I mean, Roger Clemens Sure, also a dick, and I hated him because he played for the Red Sox and the Yankees. But you can't be that dominant of a pitcher and not, you know, be in there. When you when you put him in there, when you put, you know, when you put a guy like that in, you got to throw maybe an asterisk or a side note plaque. Like, you know, some of these numbers may be tainted or, hey, this guy was – you know, probably juicing a little bit. But the thing about it is, is that Barry Bonds never failed the drug test. Everybody says he was juicing. He still to this day denies it and never failed the drug test. Um, Clemens failed. Ortiz, Ortiz, who did get voted in, failed. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, who will probably get in eventually, but doesn't, I mean, I can't stand him. So, I mean, his numbers probably put him in there, but that's a whole other you know, he, he failed repeatedly, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it would be going into an era like all the men who played in baseball before, um, Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. I mean, did, should we take every one of them out of the Hall of Fame? Because, well, you know, they played in an era where only white men were allowed to play. Yeah. yeah. Let's wipe the slate clean. Let's start over. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I thought Justin would talk about this topic. <laughs> well, Nicholas was just kept going, and I, I agree with Nicholas. I think Bonds needs to be in there. He was on – he was a dominant player before he got all these things came out and it got banned. You look at it, like you said, you look at his numbers post, uh, post versus pre. And I mean, either way, he should have been in the Hall of Fame. I think they need to change some of the stuff. 
and they need to take some of the power for the Hall of Fame away from the uh, the writers. I don't think yeah. the sports writers should have as much of a vote. No, because I think you can clearly tell that Bonds didn't get a lot of votes because he was such a dick, and they they were just like, "Well, I didn't like him as a person." Yeah, you have one bad interaction with someone, or you know, you hear like. I might hear from Jeremy that he heard from this guy that that guy sucked and be like, oh, I don't want him in there. I mean, but, I mean, Bonds Bonds gave super combative uh, interviews and was always just, you know, super. Well, he was a dick. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's no there's no other way to word that. Yeah, I've seen him play a couple times. He's a tremendous player. But I mean, and then you look at a guy like David Ortiz who. I mean, I would say that his numbers probably put him in the Hall of Fame, but it's somewhat debatable. But everybody loved him. Yeah. He gave the best interviews. People, I mean, he's, I mean, you know, his personality was what made every, I mean, he was Big Poppy. I mean, yeah, he, he'd be on the field with people that were known associates of some of the doctors that were providing the drugs. His name was on the Mitchell report. Yeah. I mean, but, but he is a Packer fan. So, Hall of oh. Fame worthy right there. Oh, he did play for the Twins, though. Hall of Fame worthy Packers fan. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, you go back to the, the 50s or the 60s and you start looking at the players like Mickey Mantle who were possibly, and I'm going to say possibly, I'm not going to say he was, all the greenies and the uppers and the, you know, whatever, you know, whatever other drugs that those guys were taking back in the day. I mean, uh, you know, to, to go ahead to try to make some sort of moral standpoint, like I will give you like Pete Rose as a player should be in the hall of fame. Pete Rose as a coach shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree. Pete Rose was a great hitter too. But like you were saying too, you go back to all the people who kept who didn't want Jackie Robinson or any African Americans in there. You'd have to take them out. You know, let's 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 talk about. I mean, Ty Cobb, who most people consider to be one of the probably the greatest hitter of all of all time, was a violent, virulent racist. I mean, the man slid cleats first to take players out because that was just. I mean, he played dirty baseball, but you know we have no problem with him being in there. But whatever, it is what it is. Recording, get out of here. <laughs> good thing, probably a good thing we don't air the video of this. Yeah, one. probably. Uh, we'd have to put a nudity tag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Uh, it seems like we've maybe exhausted that topic. Glad we're glad we weren't in the middle of a serious conversation for that. <laughs> All right. All right. Spin the wheel. Toys. You guys still collect anything? Uh, oh. Well, thanks to Justin, my house still collects a fair amount of pop figs. Nice. I've got, I've kind of stopped with the pop figs. I don't really collect too many toys anymore. I still collect the uh, the autographs and stuff, sports memorabilia, but I don't and know. Poop, if and poop stickers. I have poop stickers. 50 cents a pop. I mean, I could buy how many poop stickers for the price of one pop fig? Yeah, but I have all of the Marvel Gingerbread series. Okay, and I have poop stickers. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't really collect a lot either, but I do like blind boxes every once in a while. I'll go into the, the section of Target there and see what they got. I will admit that with the little one running around, she's always asking for stuff, and I'm always like, you have enough stuff. But then she'll come up with something and be like, yeah, but this is a mystery box. <laughs> And then I'm like, all right, get two. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say that I think it's probably a good thing that I was um, 
raised when I was because my parents probably would have hated blind boxes because I cannot imagine how many of them I would have been like, I got to have that one. I got, and you got to buy me more. Cause I got to get, I got to get them all. I got to, I would have been, I mean, because I've done that as an adult with certain things. Remember when Marvel used to have those little like balls and they had like just the little like muscle men type figures in the balls. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. the little square boxes, the two that would have the little like two or three inch bobbleheads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the Mario Legos that came in those little those little bags, the Simpson ones that you have. Yeah, yeah, oh I, I bought a lot of the Simpsons Lego ones. Oh, those you know what I'm surprised, things. Justin, that you don't do is those little NFL figures in the coin machine next to the uh, the poop stickers. See, I used to do stuff like that where I'd collect the little mini helmets and the uh, the little like glasses and stuff out of those machines. But then it just became more cluttered. At least the poop sticker is very thin. So that I can stick on a book or something and doesn't clutter up the house as much. Are those are the uh, blind bags for the NFL players, the little rubber ones that you'd see in the, uh, the baseball card section? I don't know if they have those over there. Uh-huh. I haven't been to the baseball card section in forever. That's another thing I stopped doing long ago, which I'm glad I did. I yeah I did too. I mean I've still got a ton of baseball cards in the basement, but and yeah, I mean I will walk through the toy section and be like, oh I wish I had that. Oh I wish I had that. Especially the Lego section. Yeah, got to see who's got the new buttholes. You know, That's right? Yeah, collect collect all the buttholes. <laughs> They weren't so pricey. They would be a lot of Lego sets. That's the only reason. I hope. I mean, I want to win the big lottery so that we can open our own podcast studio. But at the same time, like, oh, there'd be butthole Legos everywhere. (laughs) Just boxes and boxes of Legos all over. Boxes and boxes of buttholes. All right. right. Anything else? Got nothing. I like toys. I'm pretty sure the only one left on there is that one. TB12. TB12. End of an era. Yes. I uh, I wrote some stuff down here. I'm going to ask you guys some questions, so I'm going to need you to focus, Jeremy. Okay, I'm here. Jeremy. All right. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Born August 3rd, 1977. Drafted round six. Pick 199. And 2000 out of the University of Michigan. Do you know, uh, well, the year before, which team won the Super Bowl? The 99-2000 season? Do you want to guess? you want multiple choices? Multiple choices. Uh, Nicholas is thinking. I mean, I want to say that's when the Rams beat the Titans. Correct. That is when the Rams beat the Titans. All right. Um, how about which team held the first pick in that year's draft? Oh, this is that one. That one, I, I, I got nothing. All right. Was it the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, the Washington Redskins, or the Baltimore Ravens? Redskins. Bengals. It was uh, the Cleveland Browns. Mm. The Redskins had picks two and three, and the Bengals had picked four. Mm. And with the first pick, the Browns took Courtney Brown, defensive end. Okay, okay. And then in that draft, there was 28 players who were selected to the Pro Bowl. How many of those 28 players are currently in the Hall of Fame? Is it less than five, between five and 10, between 10 and 15, or 15 and up? Uh, all right. So this is from the draft that the draft class of Tom Brady. Yes. The 2000 draft class where Tom Brady went pick 199. Okay. Only 28 of the, that draft class made the Pro Bowl? Made the Pro Bowl. How many are in the Hall of Fame? Between less than five, five to 10. 10 to 15 or 15 and up. 
Five to ten. I'm going to go with five to ten as well. One. Really? Who is that? Brian Urlacher. Wow. Only player to be in the Pro Bowl or in the Hall of Fame. Some of the notable players you got drafted that year, LeVar Arrington, Jamal Lewis, Plexico Burris, who never made a Pro Bowl, Rondane, Bubba Franks, Sebastian Janikowski, Sean Alexander, Keith Bullock, Shane Leckler, and Dante Hall. Huh. Crazy. I was going to – I mean, I'm guessing all of those guys were – no, you said Plexico never made the Pro Bowl. Ron Dane was drafted that year, too, and he never made a Pro Bowl. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Ron Dane never really had much of an NFL career. I mean, by the time he got to the NFL, Wisconsin about destroyed him. Oh, they ran him. They ran him to the ground. Like, I mean, I just – I mean, I felt bad for him because, I mean, he just – I mean, he broke the at the time. I think somebody's broke it since then. He had the all-time NCAA rushing record. Yeah, it's been like, broken a couple of times since then. But had broken the all-time rushing attempts record like a full season before he broke the the rushing yardage the record. The yards. Yeah, that was like I was like, man, I know. I mean, this kid's not going to have an NFL career. He's just dead. I mean, he has already been used up. Yeah. All uh, right. Um, well, we know he's got the most career wins as a quarterback, 243. Most passing attempts with 11,317. Most completions, 7,263. Most passing touchdowns, 624. Passing yards first, 84,520 yards. And he's got the most completions in a single season with 485, which he did in 2021. Uh, he ranks 29th all-time in interceptions thrown. Passer rating, he is 8th all-time with 97.6. Right below Kirk Cousins, but ahead of Tony Romo. Now, despite uh, my personal hatred of, of Brady, I obviously he's got a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, passing... The uh, passing interception percent, 1.79, which is sixth, puts him between or below Colin Kaepernick, but ahead of Russell Wilson. And then he was sacked 543 times, which is second all-time, only behind Ben Roethlisberger, but he's ahead of Brett Favre. Now, so he got drafted in the 2000. So his first season was 2000 or 2001? Uh, it was the 2000 draft. So it was 2000 to 2001 season. All right. So he started playing professional football in 2000. Yes. You have to be three years removed from high school to be in the NFL, correct? Uh, yeah, junior year. You have to be a junior. You can come okay. out after your junior season. Well, I, I mean, I know that that's what I mean, most people, but I know that technically the rule is like three years removed from high school in case you skip a year of college or because I know there's some skip guys, three years and go right to the pros. Right. But I mean, you can't like be drafted right out of high school kind of thing. No, not in football. Okay. So when you tend to graduate high school when you're what, 17, 18? Yes, 18. That's All right, so theoretically, there could potentially be rookies playing this year that were born after Tom Brady got drafted. Yes. That's yeah. insane. I mean, I, I will give him credit for that because very, very few people can, can say, say that in any sport. Yeah, yeah, that could be. I was trying to think of one. I don't remember which player it was. Was it the Jets? Who's the Jets quarterback? Wilson? Zach Wilson? Yeah, Zach Wilson was born in 99. Okay. And Tom Brady got drafted in 2000. That's pretty wild. Wow. Isn't that crazy to think, like, how long? He's been in there. 
So, yeah, I was just looking through some of those stats. I thought they were pretty interesting. Actually, Zach Wilson and Tom Brady share a birthday 22 years apart. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I just – I typed in who is the youngest player in the NFL, and it says – Wait a minute. Hold on now. Uh, it's not giving me an answer. It just says Jonathan Taylor could be the youngest player to do this, or this person could be. It doesn't tell me who actually is the current youngest player. Okay, let's try that. No. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on now. Noah. Ib- okay, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Why? Why not? Igben Nogahin. Oh, yeah, you probably did not pronounce that good. <laughs> well, do you know who it is? I'd have to see his name. I, I mean, mean uh, for which team? It, I mean, it looks like Carolina, but that also looks like it could be a picture of Cam Newton. <laughs> There's the one for the Giants, Aziz Ojolare. Oh, okay. No, no, it says here. Miami Dolphins fullback Noah, last name to be pronounced later, is just 21. Got it. Hmm. All right. 25 players are, are were 21 years old. Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't come up on my list. The first one on my list is Aziz Ojalare, Javon Holland. The top two that popped up when I Googled it. All right. Yeah, so there might be one or two guys that were born after Tom Brady was, was drafted. Was in the league? Yeah. Normally, you have to be a kicker to, to hit that status. Yes. Like when, when – what was the Great Dane when he was kicking? And he was older than like half the coaches in the league. Oh, wow. Morton Anderson? Yeah, Morton Anderson. What about uh, that George Blanda guy? How old was he? He retired. 75, I think. I don't know. I don't know. That, I don't that's know. a whole different era of football, though. Oh. I, was, I think that was back before they were still like – back when they were like, well, helmets are optional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can be the kicker, the quarterback, and the uh... – and the safety, if you want, just get out there. Do it, yeah. You can handle it. Yeah. But I wanted to bring that up, knowing he was going to retire, and I knew you were going to take a take a shot at Jeremy about him retiring. So I was like, "Look at that! I got some stuff here." Look at you bringing research to an episode that we, well, you know, didn't properly research anything. But, <laughs> but if you notice, you. it's sports research, I did. <laughs> That is true. Well, next week, to, to do a little tease, because rarely rarely do we ever get to do a tease, but for the next two weeks, next week is our big Super Bowl special where we are going to talk about uh, Super Bowl memories, Super Bowl parties, uh, but we're going to deep dive, do deep dives into the, the, the reason that most people watch the Super Bowl. The ad Jackson's boom. What? What? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, that might come up, yes, but I'm saving my energy for those next two weeks. That's why it's so low key today. Yeah, I'm sure that's why. It's not because you're uh, currently watching something on TV. Oh. Hey, man, that some I'm... days you just have it, and some days you don't. Is that, that I'm also currently watching. What's <laughs> over there? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess. Um, well, stupid never walks alone. <laughs> <laughs>
then the 80s flick flashback podcast is for you. I'm Tim Williams, the creator and host, and on each episode, I'm joined by a guest co-host as we revisit a different 80s flick to discuss our first-time watch memories, iconic scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. New episodes drop every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. <laughs>